Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, depending on whatever time you are listening to this at. Welcome to another episode of the Leo Alves podcast. I have Miles, my good friend Miles, if you've been watching my weight loss vlog series or my you saw my stories on Instagram for the last week of September slash first few days of October, you'll know exactly who I'm speaking about. Uh, we, he's here for another podcast episode. I think this is his fourth one by now. I might be wrong, maybe four. Yeah, but- Third or, third or fourth, just but, appearances upon appearances. Yeah, I'll, I'll link the other podcast episodes in the show notes below. But you know what? I'll let him introduce himself a bit first because, you know, by this point, assuming you would have listened to the other ones, then you might have a good idea who he is. But he'll touch on a few basics about himself, maybe what he does, where he's from, etc. Uh, and then we're just going to shoot the breeze from there. Over to you, Miles. All right. Well, for those who don't know who I am, my name is Miles. I am a strength conditioning coach based over here in London. Um, currently, I work for Exos at Google as a performance coach. Been doing that now for the past six months, maybe seven months now. I'm not. I'm not too sure. I might be off it. I might be off there. But um, yeah, that's what I've been doing recently. I've been in the SNC field for the past five years now. So yeah, had a had a. Fair amount of experience working with athletes, general population, older population. So yeah, that's been me. Okay, yeah, that's I guess that's pretty much it in its most basic form. Anyway, yeah, we'll probably leave it for the introduction there. I wanted to speak to you about. So what did you? So first of all, before we start going into you know other, I guess other subjects, topics, etc. So what did you think about Portugal? Like, was it what you expected? yeah what what you know the sightseeing the the city of lisbon etc yeah how did you find it yeah, honestly it was really nice. honestly it was really nice i had no expectation when going there um i don't know why i just i didn't think or have a thought process of to what i would be seeing but it was really cool the people are very laid back very chill which is a nice change of scene to a london scene where everyone's very busy on the move on the go all the time uh, food was good, you know. We're, we're staying with, with uh, your family, your grandparents. That was really nice. We chilled. Uh, I'm not a dog person, as Leo knows very well, but I I really like those dogs that you have over there. They're really nice. So that yeah. that, that was a that was a plus. The dogs are really cool. I'm sure. And, yeah, it was great. The views were the views were amazing, and we're lucky to get blessed with some good weather as well. We didn't really have any rain. Maybe once it rained for like maybe 20 minutes. Apart from that, it was good, man. Really relaxing, nice break. What did you think of the old castles in Lisbon, and even I guess in in the in the town in Mora? Yeah, those are cool to see. Just thinking how how old they are, and the fact they're still standing in mm-hmm. pretty decent condition. Some of them, some better than others. But yeah, that was just cool to walk through, and and the views they gave you from the from the castles were pretty amazing as well. Yeah, and pastas de nata slash I guess custard tarts, as they would say in English. Pastas and natas are amazing. I, as you, as Leo knows, I we went to a shop to get some. I think they came in a pack of six and we're like, yeah, cool. Give it a try. I had one and literally 10 minutes later, I was like, you know what? I need another one. So I ate my second one in the space of 10 minutes because they are so good. I even had my last one literally two days later and it was still just as nice. So those are worth it. Yeah. You tried the ones from uh, Belém, which is like the, uh, one of the, the, that area, that shop is like voted one of the best in Portugal for a long time. Well, if you were to try it from, What's that? They've got my ratings and reviews. So yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, that shop is really good. If you're coming to Portugal, if you're visiting and you want to try some really good pesto de nata, then go to the store in Blaine. And I think if you just Google it, it will come up. And that's really good. But if you try it at any other coffee shop or super or supermarket, etc., the, the taste will be a little bit different. Still very good. Still very good. Uh, but a little bit different. Uh, better, better or worse, I don't know if I would say it as either one. It's just different. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, uh, do you think you'd be coming back then to Portugal sometime? Or yeah, elsewhere? Yeah. It'd be nice to go to Portugal and see other parts of it. So I'd probably go up to the north because we were in Lisbon, they went down to the south. So yeah, it'd be nice to go a bit more sightseeing to see other areas of the country. Okay. As you can tell, this is probably going to be less of a fitness-related episode. Uh, we might touch on fitness here and there, but yeah, That's I wanted great. to ask you about Arizona as well. What did you think of Arizona? Because you went there recently, I think mid-September. Yeah. Or it was for tra- it was training like for yeah you in regard to you know learning i think obviously you, you can explain it to the listener yeah cool so i was in arizona mid-september for a week so i went saturday to saturday and that was again another very interesting experience um before going there i've never really heard anything of arizona never knew nothing about it when i heard that I was it was middle of a desert uh so that was my first thoughts going there now the first thing that hit me was the heat because it was intense and the funny thing is when we got there we're like oh it's so hot it's so hot it's so hot but all the locals were saying oh this is uh, pretty cool we're like wow but these times it was about a 35 degree heat but the whole experience I was there for a training week so we're just learning and catching up on exos methodology so that encompasses what we teach to our users over at google how we can better improve our coaching, how we can better improve their performance as well. And that covered that whole week period. It was filled with lectures, practicals, and got to learn from some great experienced coaches on the education team of Exos. And I also got to meet a lot of other coaches within the Google account that are in the America side. So people in America, people in Canada, people also some others in Europe. So from Poland and Germany, which is really cool to meet them just to get uh, get put face, face to the name really. The whole experience was great. Outside of the actual learning experience, we done a lot of we done hiking. Got to see some parts of uh, Phoenix. So I went to a place called Scottsdale and Old Scottsdale. And walking into that was literally like walking into a, an old Western movie where you know the saloon doors, everything. It was yeah, it was it was it was interesting, very interesting. I uh, said so the highlight was definitely the was definitely the hikes. We went on a hike called um, Camelback, and that hike was intense. I thought I was a pretty fit person, man. I was sweating buckets absolute sweat and buckets and it didn't help because the every cab driver we got we were asking the questions prior to the hike we said oh what's your thoughts on the hike How, is, is it manageable one would say yeah it was pretty easy it was pretty light we, we, i do it every morning another would be like yeah four people died last week on that hike so be careful so yeah so it's like well, okay what do we who do we believe then i remember our last even we got before we got into the hike we were talking to him and he said yeah just be careful because you know there's there's rattlesnakes there's wildcats there's bloody ha- a lot of dangerous animals and so we were sitting there thinking what the hell the most dangerous animal I get is a fox so this is intense hmm. but yeah Phoenix was an amazing trip it was a great experience and I'm looking forward to going into phase two of the mentorship because there's three phases and now it's phase one okay did you try in and out burger that's the most important question yes I tried in and out tried Chick-fil-A tried Chipotle Oh, you never good. tried Chipotle before that? 
No, nah, I never tried it, no. Damn, because we went to America together. I thought we would have tried it. I guess not. No, was it, was, it wasn't there. I don't it wasn't really there remember. We it wasn't there, because yeah. where we were, I didn't have it there. But we went to Boston and New York. Yeah, didn't have it. I guess we no. just didn't end up having it. I don't remember. That was so long ago, but fair yeah, enough. What ago. did you think of Chipotle? Chipotle is really good. Yeah, Chipotle is nice. The serving size is crazy. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely crazy. Yeah. yeah, I guess. I remember looking. I remember at the time when I, I was there. Because obviously I was in Texas back in uh, just like in July this year. And I feel like maybe I was getting a bit desensitized to the portion sizes because I was in Texas for 10 weeks. And towards the end, maybe I was like, oh, is that it? Because I remember when they would put the, the serving size on for me. I was like, that's so tiny. Mate, the yeah. I never was hungry after a meal. That's what I could say. I was not, even that whole time I was never hungry, hungry. I could eat, but I wasn't starving. Mm. And what did you think of? So, which one was your favorite out of all those places? Uh, 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 Phoenix and Lisbon. And then I mean, like all the food places that you tried. In, oh, oh, oh. Yes. Um, I like Chipotle because it felt healthier. Okay, yeah. But yeah, I also did like, I mean, not Chipotle, yeah. But I also did like Chick fil A. That was nice. Chick fil A is good, man. Chick-fil-A and they have nice. like, you know what surprised me is that obviously with a lot of fast food restaurants, they're like the quality of the service is. It, you know what, like fast food restaurants, they're not really known for like quality of service. Mm. Not very good. But, you know, you kind of just know what you're getting when you go for fast food. But I found Chick-fil-A, and this might have just been my own experience because I might be way off the mark if you're American, you're listening to this. I always thought like, one thing I liked about Chick-fil-A is they, I always felt like they were quite professional. Like a lot mm. more than other fast food places, which, you know, it, would, it only made the experience that bit nicer. But yeah, so I always thought they were like very... Uh, I don't know. They just seemed to, to care a lot, which was good, uh, refreshing, I guess. And the food was obviously bloody amazing as well. Uh, so yeah, I really like Chick Fil A. That's actually something I miss. When I was there, I didn't try In and Out Burger, which is probably one of my only regrets when I was in Texas. Mm. But otherwise, uh, yeah, yeah. If I'm honest with you, I don't think you're missing out on much with the In and Out Burger. It's like really? I say, Five Everyone. Guys is probably just about as good. I think Five Guys is so overrated. Oh, yeah, but there we go. That says all about in and out, then, isn't it? I think Five Guys for the amount of cost is just not worth it. They give you a good amount of chips, though. That's good. Yeah, yeah, they do, but yeah, like that. That's not to say I don't think it tastes nice. I think Five Guys does taste nice, but for the amount of cost, it's just yeah, yeah it's cost a lot. It's extortionate. Yeah, for you know, for what you can just get pretty much in any other fast food restaurant. Uh, but yeah, what? So, what, so you were in Phoenix. You were studying. Obviously, a lot to do with coaching-related stuff, which, mm-hmm. which is what we both work within. What was, like, the number one thing you would say you left and you were like, wow, like, that that was a game-changer for me moving forward, what I learned there? Like, maybe yeah. one particular thing. Um, I would say the one thing that that really changed, not really, not, I would say blew my mind, but really made me see things differently was how to actually use the hip and load the hip when exercising and when moving. So, exercise, every... We're very quad dominant, so we like to rely on the front and leg quite a bit. And we tend to neglect the glutes and the bum and the hamstrings a fair amount. So a lot of the movements we're doing was focusing on how to best optimise the hamstring and the glutes, especially with the population that I work with. You know, Googlers tend to be... Well, they have standing desks, so they can stand up as well, but majority of the time you're going to be sitting down. So you tend to get a lot of underactive glutes or people who don't know how to actually really engage the glutes and that and that just that back portion of the body so yeah that was really interesting and, diff- and how simple movements can be 
but just altering body position to get more hip at hip focus and glute, glute and hamstring activation. So that was, yeah, my big takeaway. Well, like specific exercises or like mobility stuff? Like, uh, it wasn't, spe- I would say it wasn't specific exercises. It was exercises we know and do all the time, but just ways we can move within the exercise to target the hip and that area better. So it, yeah, it, was not, it wasn't exercise thinking, wow, that was so complex and interesting. It was simple movements, just maybe just add a bit more rotation this way and lean into it this way a bit more. That got a lot more focus on my hip. And I thought, yeah, I, this would be fine. I thought I'm going to train all week because it's got great facilities. Mate, I went in there Monday and I was sore from Monday to Friday from just doing stuff from the practicals. Wow. Yeah, yeah it was it was intense. Yeah. What? Sorry, that was a chair there. <laughs> no that's one to, that, that's that's yeah uh, i guess when you try you know if you're going to try a new exercise for the first time that you've never really done as well then that is going to happen um you know yeah you can get super sore from that it reminds me of that i just got a flashback there of the first time i ever done a this maybe on a, on a slight unrelated topic the first time i ever done any sort of weights i don't even know mm. if i ever told you this story the first time i ever done any sort of weight training was um was probably when I was about maybe 17. Yeah. And it was in my house because I just had like, I had a single dumbbell in the house and this was kind of- That's how it always starts. Yeah. And and this was around a period where I was just like, oh, you know what? I need to like start kind of looking after my health a bit because I was was putting on quite a bit of weight. I was quite, you know, I was like, I was quite chubby getting on the cusp of maybe overweight. And uh, yeah, I was just feeling like quite low in confidence. And uh so I was like, yeah, I'm just going to start using this. Obviously, I had zero idea what I was doing. Mm. So for about for about 30 minutes, as I was watching TV, I just done bicep curls. <laughs> took, <laughs> and I took turns in each arm. Like, I would do like 20 on one arm, 20 on the other, 20 on one yeah. arm, 20 on the other, 20 on one arm, 20 on the other, probably rest of it, then carry on going in between. And I've probably done that for like 20, 30 minutes straight. Obviously, no yeah. idea what I was doing um but yeah i was just like i knew that was an exercise it's probably the only one i knew at the time so that's what i've done and i'll never forget that like for an entire week i couldn't move my arms after that like, <laughs> i didn't feel it in the night but when i woke up the next day i was like yeah Whoa, this is bad like i yeah, couldn't I, yeah, nowhere. I remember because that was the first time i ever felt muscular soreness like anyway mm. and i couldn't extend my arms or anything and i remember being in the yeah. supermarket i think two days after and at the time, like two days after is when it felt even worse than the next day. And I remember my dad being like, oh, can you grab that juice? Like, I just never forgot these little these little memories. He was like, can you grab that juice from the top shelf? And I tried and I looked at him. And I was like, no, I can't. I can't. I can't get it. I actually can't. I remember I had to go on my tiptoes to grab the juice. Like I could reach the juice no problem you know any other day that was that wasn't an issue it was the fact that i could not extend my arm like at all that wasn't allowing me to do it like obviously you i know you're listening to the podcast you can't see a visual example but it was like it couldn't be more than that like so more than like 45 degrees yeah like more than like yeah. maybe just over 45 degrees not happening and uh, and then yeah that took like a good week i i think yeah. that was the only thing i remember i really remember in regard to that specific story and then I remember, I also remember, I'll never forget the first ever time I trained legs because huh, yeah. Yeah, I know I'm going on a whole tangent here, but the first ever time I trained legs, because 
I used to, this was when I started at the gym now. So this is like fast forward a, a, a good few months later. Started at the gym, but I didn't train legs for a long time because I was just doing what my mate did, who I used to train with at the time. And he, you know, he didn't really know what he was doing. He had watched about five more YouTube videos than I did. So I was just like, you know yeah. what, you lead the session. Professional. And, uh, and, uh, but we never trained legs because, you know, he said we play football, so we don't need to. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> Which obviously looking back is just rubbish. But uh, I'll never forget, yeah, the first time I trained legs, so I trained legs, I can't even remember what I'd done in the session. Mm. But I do remember the next day, I could barely walk. Not even just the next day, for like, it was almost like three days, four days, I could not walk. And I remember going to school, because I used to take the bus to school, secondary school, and it used to be like a 30-minute journey on the bus, depending on traffic. And I remember my mate, shout out Akeem if he's listening to this he was like let's go let's sit upstairs because you know everyone obviously you want to sit upstairs at the time I don't know it's just the thing that everyone done he was like let's sit upstairs and I was like I can't I I just couldn't I was like I can't I cannot go up those stairs and I I think he thought I was just chatting shit like I think he thought I was just making excuses like I don't know like I don't think he fully understood the concept of the fact that I had trained legs you know, like a 17-year-old ass at the time that I had trained legs for the first time. And walking up those flight of stairs was something I physically could not, it it wasn't possible. But I don't think he thought thought that. I think, like, he was cool. He was like, all right, yeah. But I I remember at the time him being a little bit annoyed with me. I was like, yeah, I just Mm. can't, man. Like, it's crazy how much... So how did you survive the rest of the day? I don't, I don't, I don't remember. I just... I don't remember anything else really, but I think I probably just barely walked for a while. That's crazy. Done much walking, and yeah, and that was a that was just that was just a quite the experience. But yeah, it's crazy how much doms can hit you. I guess because I I didn't know what I was doing either. So when you blast the muscle group for the first time ever, when you're barely ever done any training, then yeah, that's bound to happen. Yeah, with doms as well, it's just it can be so unpredictable sometimes. They hit hard, and other days they don't hit at all. During when lockdown first lifted, um, I went I was at the gym, excited like as everyone was. But I thought, let me keep myself tame, keep myself controlled. It's gonna be a nice, easy session. Uh, that's that's what I told myself prior to going to the gym. I went in there. Um, I thought, yeah, cool. Let me get some back squats in. Let me get some leg extensions in. I got to like my second, maybe third exercise. I was like, oh my days, I'm about to be sick everywhere. So I thought, you know what, let me leave it. Yeah, I was, I was, this is, I was training during the lockdowns, lifting weights, but I wasn't lifting oh, the weights to the intensity in the, as I was in the gym. Because yeah. the environment plays a big factor. So I thought, cool, you know what, I'm feeling pretty run down from the session. I'm going to leave it at two, no, three exercises. So I left. The next day, I was in so much, it's not pain, but a lot of, so much, uh, so much soreness. And I thought, okay. I know myself, I know I'm tend to, I tend to get better within two days. Two days came, I'm thinking, wow, it's all, stuff was like the first day. This happened, I think it happened on a Monday. I didn't get better until that following Monday again. And these, and these times, I've been training the gym for about, by then, maybe six years. So, Dom's, there's no real science as to how hard they're going to hit you, but they can just hit hard sometimes, man. Did you, you hard on those first few exercises? Not really, because I knew I had to pace myself because it was my first time back in the gym. I was oh, not going to yeah. state the numbers, but it wasn't nothing crazy for my for my level of ability. 
But yeah, man, I was done for a whole week. Because lockdown there was about eight months, wasn't it? From lockdown, I feel like it never ended. Was it about it eight was, months it was, long? Something like that. It was that. start, stop. It was, no, it, was a long, it was a long while, actually. I can't put a number on how long it was. Because it was start, stop, then something's open partially. A lot of things still closed. But the whole period of the lockdown was from about March 2020 to... I think it officially ended some point in 2021 mm. maybe it was a long mid-way. time it was a very long time i remember yeah i'm so uh, until this day i don't like to brush it in people's face so i never really say it but until this day i am so happy i spent the uk lockdown in japan where they barely yeah. had a lockdown i'm so until this day i'm just i'm so happy i've never experienced a lockdown in my life and because uh, obviously they just looked shit for lack of a better word yeah. and uh, and I'm sure yeah everyone would probably agree with that but so yeah I think if I'm not wrong I think in total lockdown in the UK I might be wrong I wasn't there for it lasted for about nine months with maybe a one month break in between something like that maybe one and a something half like months. That. I couldn't tell you it felt like every day was repeating itself and it and it and it, what you were saying reminded me of a story of someone I know I actually only know them from Instagram. I've never met them in person, but obviously, you know, I, I have a lot of, I don't know if I would still say strangers on Instagram. I have a lot of people on my Instagram who I guess start off as strangers, but because, as you know, I, I end up speaking to pretty much everyone in my Instagram uh, just because I like to get to know everyone on my personal training account. You know, I'm like that, you know, I just basically want to be that familiar face, that friendly face that everyone feels comfortable speaking to when it comes to their fitness and nutrition goals. Anyway, there's one person, and I think this is, I don't know if I would say it's unlucky. It was probably just a big lesson learned on a big lesson learned on their part. After obviously not going to the gym for about seven months because of the UK lockdown, they went back, tried to deadlift exactly what they could deadlift before lockdown. And they oh messed up their back so badly that I think they could barely walk for a few months after that on their first yeah. session back to the gym after all. And, you know, part of me was just like, like, you know, I guess like if you if no one's ever taught you or told you about that, then yeah, like I like I can see why you would have attempted that. But I guess like I guess one part of me just feels like surely there would be some common sense there that would tell you to take it a little bit easy after not doing any deadlifts or any you know workouts in the gym for about seven, eight, nine months. That maybe you should take it yeah. easier, easier on this first session back. I don't know if that's the curse of knowledge, me, you know, mindset coming through a little bit. I think maybe it's a bit of both. I feel some sympathy up until an extent, but I feel like that, I feel like a lot of that was just to do with, I don't want to say ego, but I think they were just like, oh, I hope they, I didn't get weak. Yeah. You know, that sort of it, thought process. Like, I want to make mm-hmm. sure I'm still as strong as I was beforehand, which, you know, harsh reality, if you're not going to do any workouts in the gym for eight months and you're not going to practice specific exercises for eight months, then yeah, of course, 100% you're going to get weaker. Saying that, you will get grow stronger than it. You, you will gain muscle a lot quicker than you did the first time around, get stronger a lot quicker than you did the first time around. But yeah, that was a, that's a harsh lesson learned for that person. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's true. Ego is the enemy and I've been a victim of it myself. I know many people have been a victim of it and you think, okay, it's been a while. Let me just go in there, throw some weight about, I've done, I've done this five weeks ago. I can do this again. And you end up just doing yourself worse, doing worse off for yourself because now you're hurt and you, now you can't change people longer. So it's kind of getting caught in a cycle of training, getting hurt, going back to training, 
still doing stuff where you're going to get hurt again, get hurt back into not draining again. And it's, it's vicious. And it just takes that either someone to tell you or for you to realize yourself that something needs to be, needs to change. Mm. Do you have like a specific protocol, I guess, for lack of a better word, like a specific maybe approach that you follow whenever you don't go to the gym for a good while and then you come back after a layoff? Like, is there a sort of approach that you usually have with your sessions in that sort of scenario? Let's say, okay, post lockdown or after you come back from a long holiday or, you know, after maybe, I, I don't know, something has happened that's caused you to take, uh, let's say, over two weeks off of the gym. Like, yeah. is there a specific way you approach that first session back? Well, because I, I track my training and that massively helps. So I don't know what numbers I, I was hitting prior to this um, hiatus. And then once I get back into it, I like to well look at first look at the session I'm doing. And then I tend to just maybe knock off 10, 15 kg from most of the um most of the weights I'm lifting. And uh, I don't really tend to follow on percentages. I just literally knock off 10, 15 kg. And within my warm-up set, so the movements I'm doing prior to my main lift, I see how I'm feeling. If let's say I'm doing a uh, dumbbell bench press and I normally do 30 kg on dumbbell bench press. If I'm warming up with 20s, I see how that feels. I think, okay, it's moving pretty good. I move to maybe 24s and I feel, okay, this feels like it's a bit of a challenge. I'll stick with that because I am now aware that I don't need to rush back into them that big numbers again because I'm not just going to be training for this one week. I'm just training for the rest of my life. So I, I'm going to get back to that point probably quicker than I think, probably even in the next week or so or two weeks. So I know there's no need to rush to get back into it so straight away. So I might do that 24 for that week take it nice and easy, get a feel for the session again, get a feel for the movements again, because it's got to just give yourself a little reminder. And then, yeah, when I'm ready, get back into it. Mm, I've always like, yeah, I pretty much do similar. Whenever I take a long break off, I feel like the last time I took like quite an extended break from the gym was uh, probably when I got back from Japan. Like obviously I've had like some weeks off here and there, but the last time I probably took like a good three weeks off, four weeks off consecutively, was around the time I came, I went when I was leaving Japan, my last few days there, when I got back to Portugal. And I remember I got back to, to the gym. And my main focus for like the first one or two weeks wasn't, I didn't give a damn about how much weight I was lifting. And I feel like this is quite important important for the listener to, to hear right now. I didn't give a damn about how much weight I was lifting. I literally just wanted to gain that familiarity with a lot of the exercises I was doing again. I'd put yeah. on a weight that I knew would be maybe like, I don't know, like a five, six out of 10 difficulty, like a six out of 10 difficulty, maybe a seven max at a push. Yeah. And yeah, my let's say I was doing a Romanian deadlift for the first time in like a month. I'm just trying to gain that familiarity with it. I don't care about the weight. I just have something again, maybe like a seven out of 10 and uh, not go anywhere close to, not go to, not go close to failure. Again, just trying to get that familiarity with doing the exercises again, whether it's lunges, whether it's squats, whether it's uh, Romanian, whether it's deadlifts. And, yeah. uh, and that's, that was like, that was like for the first two weeks. And then after that, that's where I really start to focus on, you know, chasing the numbers again, building them back up. Yeah. Yeah. Working towards, uh, yeah, progressively overloading. We're aiming for personal bests again, down the line, etc. Mm. But not only do I do it when I have a long break off, I also do it. I'll probably do it like next week because I've been doing my current training program for about eight weeks now. And I want to give myself something new starting from next week, just because I feel like a decent amount of time has passed and I, I would like something new. And I haven't done barbell squats for about nine months, right? Uh, maybe oh, eight, wow. 
Yeah, probably about nine months. The last time I done them was when I was in England, and the last time I was in England was in January. So I've only I've been like mostly doing goblet squats since the, since then. I really I just really like goblet squats, but I'm thinking you know yeah. what for this next one I'm going to do barbell squats. And another reason why I haven't done barbell squats is there is only one squat rack at this gym, and there's this one <laughs> guy who's married to the squat rack, so I just rather not. But anyway, I'm gonna just go for it. And uh, even for that specific exercise, just that, like the first maybe one, two, three times I do it, I'm not even like, you know, maybe the most I've ever barbell squat is probably about 140 kg for a few reps. Oh, you beast. <laughs> so, you know what? <laughs> Depending on who's listening to that, they'll have different opinions on what they think about that. You know, if you haven't checked, and I, you're, it's funny that you're talking. You'll probably have the you probably have the heaviest barbell squat I've ever seen in my life in per, in person. Um, anyway, on the, not to get too off track, I'm probably just going to take it real easy. Like for that first week, I'm probably going to do only sixty kg. I say only, you know, to some people that could be quite a lot, and that's fair yeah. enough. But you know, Heavy's relatively relative. for me, for yeah. me, I know I'm going to be all right with that. I know that's probably only going to be you know five or six out of ten, depending on how many reps I do. Uh, and then yeah, and I'm just that first week, I'll just stick with sixty. And then maybe the week after that, I'll just stick with 70, see how that feels. And it's yeah, for a long time, I'm not going to be going close to failure. I say a long time, maybe for the first one, two, three, maybe even four times I do it, depending on how it's feeling. I'm not going to go close to failure. I'm just really trying to grow that familiarity with the movement. Because as you yeah. said, I've got my whole life to live. And, you know, this is a longevity game too. And uh, yes, of course, I want, I want to chase personal best. Of course, I want to get stronger. Of course, I want to hit numbers I've never hit before. But... There's, you know, if you ever trying to rush that is never going to be a good, good approach. Yeah, and what I find people that tend that always want to chase the numbers, you're always going to do yourself worse off. You're always because yeah. if you always want to lift heavy, lift heavy, lift heavy, your body can't cope with that. It can't take the demand. Don't forget, training is a stress, and on top of your training stress, you've got other stresses that come from your life, work, relationship, financial, wherever it is. In your mind, you separate it, but your body takes it all as one. And imagine you're adding that trainer stress where it's heavy all the time, all the time, all the time. Body's going to break down, and it's going to break down on you, and that's going to—that's just going to set you back. And again, that's how we get back into that cycle of not training, maybe falling off training for a while, trying to get back into it, train, get injured again. It, it repeats itself. Going heavy all the time is not the answer. I was a victim of that. I think let me just smash heavyweights all the time, and I picked up a lot of niggles, a lot of little injuries here and there, and I've, I think. I used to think, why the hell am I hurt? What yeah, am I that was literally yeah, me no. as well in 2019. <laughs> yeah, I always yeah. have like these random like uh, like joint pains. And looking back, it's because I just trained like a maniac. Yeah, literally, man. Literally, it's my, like my third time squatting this week. I'm like, damn, why are my legs so sore? What have I done? Hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But yeah, otherwise, yeah, I just thought it would be uh, now. I just basically wanted to mostly record a podcast with you just to have that post catch, uh, catch up post Portugal and uh, yeah, see how things are going. How's it back? How's does it feel to be back in London now? Uh, does it feel like you never uh, left or what? It feels like I left. I feel like just the difference in attitude to things. Like, so when we were in, when we were in where, we, where, we, where you live and how things close at just 12 to 2 because everyone's just getting lunch. Yeah. <laughs> so we're coming like, here. At first, I hated that, and sometimes it's a bit inconvenient, but I can appreciate it a bit more now. But Karen? yeah, everyone's just so laid back, and they come here, it's just go, 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 straight back to it, you know. Um, I try to keep myself energized, happy, you know. I don't want to fall into that trap of being in London, you feel you kind of fall into other people's despair and their sadness. 
in that way, as as real as it is. So yeah, it's got to keep my hopes up. I'm, I'm, yeah, pretty good. It's cold. It is cold. That's one thing that's taking me back. That's not taking me fast fries, but give me a little uh, roundhouse. It's cold over here, and it's mm. getting colder, unfortunately. Yeah, it's still like thirty degrees most days here, but let me not rub it in. Must to be honest, yeah, I'm, a part of me, I, I wouldn't say misses cold weather, but I would like it to be like slightly less hot now because when it's hot here, like it's so humid as well, which is mm. what I really like. Um, but yeah, let's probably start dropping like towards the end of this month. But otherwise, yeah, was there any other topics or subjects or questions that you wanted to, to go over while we're here? Anything that you had in mind that you wanted to chat to me about before I maybe draw it down? Uh, when are you next plan to come back to London? Or well, England, I'm to go back to England. So, okay, at the t- day, we're recording this right now on October the 6th. I am planning to go back. You know what? I don't even know. I would like to... Last year, I went back in December, and I thought that was really nice. Mm. Uh, do I feel like... I, I, uh, for a while, I had that thought process of going back in December as well this year. But, you know, what? I'd love to spend Christmas with my family here this year. Yeah, I'm thinking I might. I probably won't go back in January because I reckon tickets to London in January, like around the New Year's, it's going to be really expensive. Um, and uh, and I feel like that's just a bad time to to see everyone again because I feel like everyone, you know, the the New Year starting, everyone's just going to be super busy, etc. So yeah, yeah, I'll probably I'm thinking of February or March, which Fair enough. Fair uh, enough. still a little while away, but time always flies quick. Exactly so, I, 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 you know what i miss london a lot and it's not mostly it's not it's more i miss the people i miss the friends that i miss all my mates there because you know obviously most of my mates are there and that's definitely the biggest thing i miss you know i've got I, you know i've met people here but you know to, to grow close to someone takes a long time so yeah most of my very close bonds are all in london yeah oh, okay well okay. when are you next thinking of coming back to portugal i don't know I actually don't know because I've got to see what's happening in terms of next year for the phase two mentorship when we're because we, we can't want to go in the same cohort so we'll see what's happening there and uh, yeah I haven't really planned my holidays for the new year but we'll see okay fair I'll enough I'll keep you informed yeah I look I look forward to you coming again but otherwise um, yeah if, that, if you've got nothing else in mind or no other questions or topics that you want to cover then I'll, I'll draw it to an end do you want to share your social media handle? Yeah, sure. If you want to follow me and hear more training content or me talk about training, performance, mindset, I am on Instagram. It is milestone underscore coaching. So milestone, M-Y-L-E-S-T-O-N-E underscore coaching. Uh, Twitter, I tweet here and there, and that is milestone underscore coach. So again, milestone, as I spell for milestone for the Insta, M-Y-L-E-S-T-O-N-E underscore coach. Um, I'm on LinkedIn as well. If you want to see me on LinkedIn, that's just my name, Miles, M Y L E S, S C D Nesbeth, A S I E D U hyphen N E S B E T H. Yep, it is a double barrel surname. It can be tiring sometimes to say. You know what? Send me all the links and I'll put it in the show notes. I shall do that because I'm just <laughs> wasting my time just spitting it off. No, because you know what? That's just something that I have to think about taking advantage more of as well. Yeah, just put, yeah, send me the links. I'll put it all in the show notes. If you want to follow Miles on Instagram, if you want to follow him on TikTok or LinkedIn, then that's all going to be in the show notes. So you can click those links and it'll take you straight there. Same for my Instagram, same for my Twitter, same for my TikTok, um, which is at Leo Alves PT. 
if you're listening to this on Miles's side, by the way, don't hesitate to reach out, send over a message. I'm, you know, I'm always happy to chat away to, as I said earlier in this everyone, uh, as I said earlier in this episode, I'm always happy to chat away to, to anyone and everyone. And the uh, same goes for Miles. Otherwise, uh, yeah. Anything that you wanted to leave off with before I say goodbye? Yeah, no, I appreciate you having me on again. Um, looking to see when the next time will be yeah. for the 20th episode special, the 20th yeah. appearance special, I should say. And then, yeah. Okay, man. Take care. Thanks for coming on, bro. Take it easy. No worries, man.